0: This is The Reality. And a special hello to you again. Welcome to The Reality. It's Dudley Anderson here. So good to be with you for the next half an hour as we share the story of a life touched and changed by the reality of Jesus. Now, there may be some things that we talk about today that strike a chord in your heart or you have some questions or comments. I'll give you my email address later on in the show and invite you to write in to us. Today on The Reality, we're gonna be talking to creative pioneer and educator, Dave Bowden. Dave is the operations director for Grace Foundation, a Christian ethos charity that helps transform young lives through holistic education. Dave, previously a lead pastor in a local church, is also co-creator of the Clear series, a media ministry which helps start spiritual conversations with young people. Dave Bowden, author of Parallel Faith, as a vision to see the lost and broken come to know faith, hope, and love through Jesus Christ.
1: I didn't realize there was lost and broken people out there and those words about, oh, Jesus is not just for you, he's for somebody else as well. That really impacted me massively. Mm. I think mission right at the heart of it is recognizing that each and every one of us is an ambassador for Christ. If we really want to change our world, I think we've got to start with changing the way that we see ourselves. I love the idea that we are part of a kingdom that's bigger than ourselves. Knowing the plans that he has for me is everything. It's the biggest driver in my life.
0: I'm chatting with Day Burden today via Skype and I asked him to tell us how he first came to know the reality of Jesus for himself.
1: When I was a child, I grew up in a Christian family and it was always interesting for me getting to that stage where you want to make a decision for yourself. And that came for me about 12 or 13 years old. I remember being at school and seeing all of my friends around me and thinking, these guys don't seem to have the same sense of identity and purpose and hope that people at church do. And I think that led me on a bit of a journey down to saying, do I actually want to follow this Jesus for myself? Mm -hmm. And after I started to follow him, gosh, my life just radically changed. And things just began to shift. And I began to realize that there's this God in heaven who cares about me, who loves me, who's got a plan for my life. And that shaped my teenage years. And in many ways still shapes me today.
0: Great. Excellent. So you said, okay, here I am, Lord, I'm yours. I want to do your your bidding. I want to serve you. Yeah.
1: It was unusual. <laughs> One of the first things I ever remember vividly from as a teenager and it being in a church meeting and a man at the front standing up and saying, I don't just want to see God move just in your lives, everybody who's here now. I want God to move in the lives of people, uh, the lost and the broken, people outside those church walls. Hmm. And right from the early teenage years when I first started to think about Jesus, I was bo- almost born into a Christianity that was birthed out of mission. Because okay. I actually didn't realize until I heard that man say that day that Jesus was for people beyond the church walls, I actually didn't know. I know that sounds ridiculous, but I grew up in it as a child and I just thought everybody knew God the yeah. way that I did. Yeah, yeah, I didn't realize there was lost and broken people out there. And that day when he said those words about oh, Jesus is not just for you, he's for somebody else as well, that really impacted me massively.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, you mentioned mission, you know, and uh, traditionally a missionary is a an old man in a pith hat in Central Africa yes. somewhere. But that's not what missions is, is it?
1: I think mission is all about recognizing that God has called us to go. But sometimes going you know it might mean going to the other side of the world but actually i think it can mean going to the other side of the room i think it can mean going to the other side of the street and Mm. certainly in my story right in in those teenage years i began to reach out to young people my own age in the neighborhoods that i was living and working in so it's not just that image of somebody who has to go to this far off place and say amazing things and do like big things for God. Mm. I think mission, right at the heart of it, is recognizing that each and every one of us is an ambassador for Christ. Mm. And I have this sense in me that, you know, if we really want to change our world, if we really want to change the face of Christianity, we want to change the nation, I think we've got to start with changing the way that we see ourselves. Mm. And there's this whole idea that in Scripture, it talks about us being an ambassador of Christ. And imagine, Dudley, if every Christian really saw themselves as an ambassador, somebody sent on behalf of God to the people around them. I think that's a game changer. Mm-hmm. So I think that would change everything. And I've always tried to, particularly the last few years, put that idea of being an ambassador of, of Christ right at the heart of what I do.
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, would you say that, as you reaching out to the to I don't know, young people, to people in the office, in your home, you're actually presenting you know the 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 message of Christ as a message of peace in this world?
1: There's definitely a sense of peace, um because you know we are not immune from the consequences and impacts as Christians of war, of the chaos going on around us. But I do believe that as believers, we carry something different and we want to bring peace but we want to hold on to hope Mm. and I think there's you know and then if we're going to complete the trilogy love is right at the heart of what we need to do as believers and I think the idea of bringing faith hope and love
2: Mm.
1: whether it's to young people the next generation whether it's to our families into the workplace that cuts right at the heart this idea of what it means to be an ambassador because an ambassador represents somebody other than themselves So, an ambassador is sent on behalf of somebody
2: Mm.
1: to bring the resources, to bring the message, to bring the dynamic of the place that he comes from. And I love that idea. I love the idea that we represent somebody beyond ourselves, Mm. that we are part of a kingdom that's bigger than ourselves.
2: Mm.
1: And I always think about. The, I don't know if you've ever seen that TV show, The Undercover Millionaire. Have you ever seen that or The Secret Millionaire?
0: No, I can't. And it's God, it's I a
1: TV show where a millionaire goes into a really rough neighborhood and people are sharing really difficult stories and there's so much need there. Hmm. But it's almost like the more need there is and the more difficulty is, this millionaire person gets more and more excited for themselves because they know that they have within themselves the means to be able to make a huge difference for the people that they're talking to. Mm. So then at the end of the show, they sort of uncover that they, aha, I'm a millionaire. (laughs) And they're actually able to make physical, practical changes for the Mm. people they've been talking to. What they're doing is they have a hope because they know that they have natural resources that they can bring into that situation. Mm -hmm. And in the same way for us as believers, we have a hope Mm -hmm. and we have a faith that there's a God in heaven who can make a difference for the people that we're working with and meeting in life, no matter how broken they are.
0: Mm. And and the most beautiful thing of it all, Dave, is uh, when Jesus gave gave us the Great Commission to go into all the world and to be his ambassadors, right at the end of the Great Commission, he says, and, Lo, I'm with you to the ends of the earth. The, the yeah. most beautiful thing about what we're talking about is that we're not out there, you know, representing the king who's sitting in a, in a parliament or a, or a president somewhere else in, in the world, you know, sitting in his high echelons. That king is with us right there in the field, giving us power and strength to do what he's called us to do. Yeah.
1: I love that. And um, it's something I write about in, in my book, Parallel Faith, where, because often when people talk about mission or the idea of going into all the world, it can be quite fearful. People get scared. Mm. And, you know, if I was to say to you, Dudley, right, like, I want you to go on a mission to Mount Everest and you're going to go and climb it. You would probably freak out. It would probably be quite an <laughs> overwhelming, mm-hmm. you know, unattainable challenge. Not, not, my anyway.
0: not at my age, anyway. Uh, no, well, yeah, not at my age.
1: I'm letting you on my age, Dudley. But I, I, you've probably heard of uh, Bear Grylls. You know, he's yeah. a world-famous TV adventurer. If I said that I was going to send Bert Bear Grylls with you, yeah, yeah. he's an ex- he's an expert. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. got all the world's best equipment. and He's going to guide you every step of the way. You'd still be scared, but it would change your perspective on the whole expedition, right? Because Absolutely. at the end of the day, you've got somebody with you who knows what they're doing and has the power to walk you through it. And I think when Jesus told us to go into all the world, the great commission comes with a great promise right at the end of it. And that great promise is, I'm going to be with you. And knowing that Jesus is with us when we step out in any area of mission is something that keeps me going. Because actually, when we're talking about reaching people, when we're talking about impacting people, when we're talking about changing lives, these are not our ideas. These are God's ideas. So what we're doing is aligning ourselves with his mission. And actually, you know, the word submission – means come under somebody else's mission. We're submitting ourselves to God's mission Mm -hmm. and he's with us every step of the way. Uh, I'm so glad you've raised that because I just love that, 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 that brings a little bit of fuel to me. Fantastic.
0: Scripture says, not by power, not by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. That's how we yeah. do it. Now, Dave, you mentioned hope a minute ago. And um, I believe one of your life verses, as it is mine, Jeremiah 29, verse 11, says, um, I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, and they are plans for his shalom, which is prosperity, success and wholeness, and a plan for a hope and a future. What does that mean to you?
1: When I was talking at the beginning, uh, I mentioned about how I looked around other people and found that people in church seem to have more of a sense of hope and meaning than those outside of it. And I think for me, in my relationship with Jesus, first and foremost, Jesus loves me. He's He gives me hope. He gives me a sense of peace. But I just love the idea that Jesus has a plan for my life. Mm. And that plan is a plan that is quite adventurous. I'm the kind of guy that likes to get excited about things. I get passionate about life. I get passionate about what I'm doing. And knowing that God has a plan for my life enables and empowers me to get up every single day and have a spring in my step. It genuinely guides me and shapes me. I'm in a tremendously privileged situation where, the job that I do, the thing that I get paid to do, has a tremendous sense of purpose attached to it. And not everybody has that, do they? Some people, they, you know, they actually live their life with a quiet sense of boredom and desperate to try and get, escape the situations. But I'm blessed that I live with a sense of purpose. Mm-hmm. And right now, that looks like you know working with young people and leading a team of people that work with twelve thousand young people, impacting schools and trying to make a difference to their character, their values, their well-being. Um, uh, but above the the kind of function of my job i feel more and more driven by a vocation and calling to live out my life parallel with god's purpose for what he's called me to do mm-hmm. so knowing knowing the plans that he has for me is everything it's it's the biggest driver in my life and even though it's not always easy because it isn't always easy is it following what god wants us to do mm-hmm. It, it almost is like a compass, I guess. It constantly, it's like that sat-nav that when you feel like you've gone off path, mm. there's always that little voice telling you to get back on and, and follow him.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it lines up very nicely with uh, another incredible verse in Proverbs chapter 3, verse 6. Acknowledge God in all your ways, and he will direct yeah. your path. It's cause and effect. Acknowledge God is the cause, the effect. He directs your path because he has a plan for our lives
1: and that scripture was given to me by my father on my 18th birthday and I've actually passed it on to all my children on their 18th birthdays as well although my daughter who was 12 years old recently she had to have it six years early because I felt it was so relevant for her life
0: (laughs) 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 excellent Dave it's lovely chatting with you we're going to take a little break and get back after this you're listening to The Reality produced by
2: Sure Reality Listen again at SureReality.net This is a listener-supported radio ministry and we depend on you, the listener, to help us produce these programs,
0: touching lives around the world. To become a vision partner of sure Reality, go to SureReality.net and click on
2: Become a Vision Partner. That is, become a vision partner at SureReality.net
0: If you just clicked on in, perhaps listening to us on the podcast, it's so good to have your company. Indeed, the Reality is podcast at the website, surereality.net. I would love to hear from you. If you have any questions or comments, something perhaps that we've spoken about so far in the program that has just struck a chord in your heart, I would love to hear from you. Write to me, if you will, dudley at surereality.net. Well, to down The Reality, we're chatting with Dave Bowden, church leader, youth worker, motivator, and author of the book Parallel Faith. Dave has shared how he came to know Jesus at the age of about 12, discovering that Christians seem to have a clear purpose for living. He chatted about his desires to see God move in the lives of lost and broken people, and what it means to be a diplomat for the kingdom of God. Jesus commissioned us to go into all the world, see we are All called to all the world. Dave reminded us that the mission field begins at our front door. It's a tough commission, but the good news is the commissioner of our mission accompanies us into that mission field. Dave Burden says that we are ambassadors of faith, hope and love, seeking to live our lives parallel to the purposes of God. We continue to chat with Dave Burden today via Skype. It's so wonderful to talk with Dave Bowden today on The Reality, talking about his life and work and experience and indeed what Jesus means to him. It's all about the reality of Jesus in our lives. Dave, thank you so so much for joining us. Um, I did introduce you as doing some youth work. You've designed a program called Clear Series. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, so a number of years ago, I was working with young people in schools, um, similar to what I'm doing today. And what we found was that there was a real lack of resources and material out there to help young people who've got no church background whatsoever. So, these are the kind of young people that, to them, the name Jesus is not the way that you and I see it hmm. as we're talking today. They see it as a swear word. Hmm. You know, these are young people who've never been in, inside a church building. To them, their spiritual walk would almost be akin to. Uh, you know, you know when you have a snowy day and it's just completely clean and there's no footprints on it. That's their spiritual reality for them. Mm. So I was finding that we were talking with young people and they were not asking the kind of questions that we wished that they were asking. They were not responding to things like brilliant resources, like the Alpha Course, or things that are a little bit further down the line for young people.
2: Mm.
1: So we decided, myself and, and my co-founder, who, believe it or not, Dudley, is actually also called David Bowden. Uh-huh. I know you won't believe that, <laughs> but God brought us together, David yeah. Bowden and David Bowden. Wow. And David was speaking one of the schools that I work in one time, and David's a spoken word poet. And he did a poem in front of a group of about 100 young people in an assembly, and it was called, I Believe in Jesus. So he begins to share this poem, I Believe in Jesus. And throughout that poem, at least seven or eight times, it says the phrase obviously, I believe in Jesus. Hmm. He gets to the end of it, and a a young lad at the back puts his hand up immediately and says, sir, 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 do you really believe in Jesus? (laughs) Almost as if he was talking about a unicorn or a mythological creature. He just couldn't get his head around the fact that somebody in modern society would believe in this person called Jesus. And that really deeply impacted David And he came out of that day and he said, what is going on with young people today? And I said, this is the reality that we're facing. He said, we've got to do something to stir spiritual curiosity. Mm -hmm. So we came up with a series of videos called Clear Series that we released in 2016. And these were short videos that could be used in any group context. And rather than speaking about God straight away, we started with things like, is life worth stopping to think about? we began to talk about spirituality we began to talk about identity and purpose and in fact we don't even mention god until session 20 can you mm. believe it mm. session 20 and, and by session 20 we basically say we've established the fact that everybody has a spirit and then we just say well what if the best argument for the existence of god is you because where did your spirit come from mm. somebody had to put it there why do you feel compassion when you hear some, some something's happening but wrong on the other side of the world who put that in there? Why do you feel a sense of awe and wonder when you stand in front of the Grand Canyon or you see this amazing nature around us? What is that? Mm-hmm. And we work and explore with young people the, these themes, which then lead to conversations about Jesus. And we end up by saying, "What if the best argument is you? Um, you know, what if Jesus it gives you the opportunity to meet your creator? What if we all need a reset button?" in life, what if Jesus is that reset button? And we released it, and it went all over the world. Has made an incredible impact. Actually, thousands of churches genuinely through our youth ministry partners. And it's been used in so many different ways, from school groups to youth groups to street work on the phone uh, to -to one-to-one. And it's just been a real blessing to be able to see God use creativity to stir curiosity. Mm Mm-hmm. It's
0: amazing. So um, get me, if, if I can get, uh, get it right, it, it's a, is it a series of, of short videos. How does it work?
1: That's right. So uh, uh, the original ones were set out and you can get them on YouTube or through any of our ministry partners, K L E E R KLEERseries.com. Um, and what we did was we produced these short videos that were five minutes long and they were made up of a presenter talking, saying something for about 90 seconds and then some sort of creative expression of the theme topic and then a poem and it was interesting actually because nowadays tiktok is just so prolific but even back in 2016 it was seven years ago now the idea of doing short clips was actually not in fashion at that time Hmm. so we were a little bit ahead of our time in terms of coming up with very short stuff and i was just talking with david the other day saying if we ever do stuff in the future we do it even shorter But as a comparison, at that time, the only other Christian resource that was really kind of big was at least a a 30-minute video. And we were finding that young people would not sit down Mm -hmm. and watch a 30-minute video, even if it had discussion questions in the middle of it. So it was just too difficult. So we went short, and we went impactful, and the questions for for discussion at the end of it were very open. And what we often found was that youth leaders would talk to me or – Church leaders, and they would say, "God, we're having amazing conversations about Jesus and <laughs> and life and everything." And I'd say, "Well, what session are you on?" Thinking there must be at session twenty where we directly mention God. Mm. And after they'd say, "No, no, we're still on session one," <laughs> but just wow. by saying Praise the God. first the first learning outcome of session one is life is worth stopping to think about.
2: Ah, excellent!
1: And so many young people don't even stop to think about life. Yeah, yeah. And just doing that was causing profound incredible conversation to open up so it sort of blew us away really we kind of realized not only does this work it works in quite a a miraculous way that i I think sometimes it's about trusting the process that god is able to move amongst young people and move through our conversation in real and dynamic ways when we actually give him room to do so and don't try and dictate the conversation and don't try and manipulate it and don't try and force it with young people It's just about creating space and being that non-anxious presence for them and allowing those conversations to take place.
0: Absolutely. And of course, a lot of prayer goes into that undoubtedly. And as we mentioned, as we mentioned earlier, you know, it's the Holy Spirit who's in the project with you. You know, he hasn't deserted you. He's right there. And he's the one that opens these doors and he's the one that creates the the opportunity. So if anybody's listening up, um, Dave, um, is it freely available? How can we get a hold of this?
1: Yeah, so you can get you can go and have a look on uh, clearseries.com now. Um, it's also available on YouTube, and you can download it through if, if you're part of Youth for Christ or any of the kind of ministries uh, in the UK, Urban Saints, um, and the Scripture Union. You can access it through any of those, but probably the easiest one is just to go onto the website ClearSeries
0: Clear Series, and that's K L E E R Series. That's right dot com amazing stuff um dave thank you for sharing that um i believe you're also the operations director for grace foundation tell us about that
1: yeah so grace the vision of grace is to help transform young people's lives through holistic education so you'll see a theme coming through here Mm. um, in terms of a lot of the stuff that i do is very about multi-generational impact so we have teams of people that are all christian who are based into uh, non-Christian secular secondary schools, and we embed those teams in um, to help make a difference for young people's lives. They carry a Christian ethos, so everybody knows that we're Christian. It's not a covert evangelism, but it is about giving an opportunity for young people to understand and acknowledge that uh, the Christian perspective might be something that's meaningful to them. So we say we're educators, not evangelists. But we've found that by embedding a team of Christians into a school it creates a safe space for people it improves well being, we're seeing young people who are self harming, no longer self harming, young people who are angry getting free from anger, young people with behaviour problems getting uh, out of that stressful situation we have family support workers that go into the home and they often work with families who are in vast need, maybe there's poverty, maybe there's a domestic issue going on they will uncover that and support the young people in and through that as well as the families. So most schools are very locked into the academic achievement, and they have to be. That's their core business. But what we do as Grace is try to look at the whole person and also the whole family. So, for example, often maybe the child's not behaving very well in a lesson, and we go and meet with the family, and we find that they're not sleeping on a bed. Hmm. So no wonder that if they're not getting very much sleep at night, they're going to be behaving badly in the lesson. Hmm. so we will buy them a bed it will be a whatever it takes approach to help do what's best for that young person and their families and then we have a youth worker who does hands-on mentoring and intervention groups with young people and uh, we have sex and relationships educators who will go in and teach about the value of sex and relationships and help young people um, realize what a toxic relationship is, what a healthy relationship is. Realize that sex has a value and a purpose that is bigger than just a throwaway thing that the social media often portrays it as. Mm. Um, we teach young people about pornography. Um, and we look at it and acknowledge that it's not reality. And we help young people walk through that situation. We introduce them to married couples. I mean, can you believe that many of the young people that we actually work with have never met a married couple? Wow. That's incredible. My, they've never look. met because they've raped, maybe been raised in a single yeah. parent family. Yeah. They, they, you know, well, and they, family. Gone yeah. into, sit, where, where for you and me, maybe that's a normal part of our life. But for a lot of these young people, they've never met them. So we will introduce them to married couples in some of the sessions that we do where we get married couples in or we have them on Zoom and young people can ask any questions of what does a faithful, long-term committed relationship mm-hmm. look like?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What are the skills that I need? It almost feels a little bit like you're sort of parading them from some far-off planet sometimes. <laughs> and, uh, but that's just the reality of we working in every day. Wow.
0: Amazing stuff. Amazing stuff. Dave, you're involved in so many things. Our time is nearly up. Tell me about your latest book, Parallel Faith
1: yes the parallel faith is all about how do we as christians walk alongside other people on their journey to christ and this is a book about discipleship i believe first and foremost that discipleship is not just for the professional it's not just for the pastor it's not just for the platform it's for everybody and we've mentioned the scripture already jesus said go into all the world and make disciples and he calls us on this incredible journey and calls us to go but so so often we get caught up in our christian bubble and parallel faith is that reminder that discipleship is basically about helping people whoever they are take one step closer to jesus so we help move people from being not interested in god to spiritually curious you might call that evangelism um then we can help people move from being spiritually curious to becoming a christian and then we can help them grow in their faith and whoever we're with whether it's in the workplace or in a church setting or in our local community in our neighborhood We can prayerfully discern where is that person at and how can we help them take another step towards Jesus. So I wrote the book really as a bit of a um, a rallying call to the church to remind us that this is for everybody. Everybody gets to play, but also a real practical guide. And so many people who've read it have said that this is changing their perspective on discipleship and it's already impacting them. So they're going on and impacting others too. And that's the heart parallel, though.
0: Amazing. Available on Amazon
1: absolutely i always say it's available in all good bookshops and if it's not available it's not a good bookshop
0: <laughs> yeah, excellent so that's parallel faith by dave Bowden. dave thank you so much for joining us today on the reality thank you well we've been talking to dave Bowden today on the reality author of the book parallel faith and co-founder of the clear series If you'd like to know more about the Clear Series, please visit the website clearseries.com. And that's clear with a K. If you have any questions, I'd love to hear from you. Do drop me an email, dudley at surereality.net. The Reality is produced by Sure Reality, a listener-supported radio ministry. Please consider sowing into this ministry to touch lives around the world by becoming a vision partner. Partner with us at the website surereality.net. Click on the menu option, become a vision partner. From me, Dudley Anderson, to you as always, keep your eyes on Jesus
2: and God bless.